shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, August 4, 2022. This is episode 70 of the Human Hope Podcast. And this is your host, Carlos And I got one question. Y'all ready for this? Come on, here we go. Welcome back to episode 70. I'm like older than my mom in podcast episodes now. Mom, happy birthday next month. Um, we're in August. Welcome back, friends and family. Hey, listen, are you still are you still like navigating some of those truths last week that David gave to us? I know I am. And uh, so just super grateful that you guys, you guys, you know, you're sharing the podcast and I really appreciate it. Of course, I wouldn't know that you're sharing the podcast. Why? Well, the, because I'm still on sabbatical. Of course, I don't want to call it sabbatical. I, w- I wish there was another word for it. Um, sabbatical. Like, what does that even mean? Like, because it's really not a complete sabbatical, but it is. But I'm, I'll, I'll explain more later. But all, all that to say, I'm, I'm still MIA. I'm out. Y'all don't know where I'm at. To be honest with you, I don't even know if, if I know where I'm at. Um, but at this point, I mean, I guess I'm like 10 days in at this point of, um, of my little no connection world. And as of right now, I'm assuming I feel great. <laughs> I guess you'll, you'll know, have you seen smoke signals in the sky coming from the West? No. Okay. Well then if that's the case then everything should be good. Um, this is past Carlos talking to present you, uh, about future you. And this week is going to be a little bit different reason being is I'm just going to kind of lean in myself this week. I'm going to lean into a concept. It's a really quick story. Um, and it's a concept that I feel like will, will help anybody that is trying to figure out how it is we do this. Um, this, oh man, seeing other people uh, for who they are 
and not hating them if we don't live like them thing? Is that, is that a thing? Can we put that on a t-shirt? Seeing other people who they are not hating them because they're not like us thing. Um, you know, and, and I say that lightheartedly, but it's a thing, right? Like it's actually difficult. This isn't an easy thing to do. If it was an easy thing to do, um, then we wouldn't hate our own family members for who they voted for in 2020, you know? Um, but it's not, it's not easy, you know, and I've had conversations, um, on here about how to have conversations with people that you don't agree with. You can scroll back and find those episodes. We're getting a little longer. I mean, we're at episode 70 now. It may take you a little bit of time to find that, but we've had those conversations. I've had conversations on how to have crucial conversations. I've um, talked to my friend, Rob, who is one of my best friends, but um, we see the political landscape completely differently and we vote differently and we still remain friends. And so like I've, you know, I've had those conversations with all of you. Um, but this one's a little different. This one is coming from the vantage point of what happens when we run across those that um, we don't aren't in relationship with, or maybe that we don't want to be in relationship with, or maybe that it's just really, really, really difficult um, to even imagine having a relationship with that person. Like, what's the purpose? Like, why why would we even need to be in relationship with them? Today, we're going to dive into a story uh, from a long time ago that I think is going to give us some handlebars on how it is to approach um, these relationships. Okay, so let's, uh, let me go ahead and make the main thing the main thing here. I, um, th- this, this story is from the Bible. Okay, you don't, you don't have to believe the Bible is the word of God. You don't have to believe any of that in order to get, take, you know, um, some truths from this story. Okay. So like, I'm not, I'm not pr- here, like trying to like, you know, save you if you're not a Christian. Okay. So just take a deep breath. Okay. Okay. Carlos is going to talk about the Bible, but he's not going to try to save me. That's not the goal today. Okay. Um, it's not even really my goal ever is <laughs> to save you. Okay. Um, that God can handle us in those aspects. I'm, my job is just to love you. Okay. I'm going a completely different direction. Um, so, I want to talk about what it looks like for us to engage with people that um, we don't normally engage with and why it's important and how it is we need to do it. So, like I said, this is um, going to be from a story in the Bible. And I just think it's important. I, I want everybody that's listening to the podcast right now just to like, okay, lower the defenses and be like, I am actually going to this entire time think about somebody that I just, I, I, I I either I can't stand or I would never want to talk to that person about anything. Like if you don't have a person like that in your life, you're not living hard enough. You're not meeting enough people. Um, Okay. So I want you to be thinking about that as I kind of go through this story and I'm just going to pluck a couple things out of this. This, this isn't going to be a very long podcast, uh, but I'm going to pluck out a couple truths that whether you're a believer in the Bible or not a believer in the Bible, you can be a believer in the premise of the story. So, um, let's, let's do it. What do you guys think? Uh, let's hit some of the music to get us in the mood. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're here. Okay. If you've got your Bible, if you've got your Biblia, open it up to the book of Acts. Got it. Are you driving? So you can't look it up. Okay. That's fine. If you're not driving, go ahead. I'd love for you guys to actually have this in front of you. And um, I think it's going to be helpful. So the book of Acts chapter eight, are we there? We're there. 
Now, let me let you know kind of what's going on here. Chapter eight, verses 26 to 40 is where we're going to be sitting. Um, this is how I approach every situation, um, every situation where I'm going to be uncomfortable engaging with somebody that is not like me. Now, that is such a wide, um, like just a, a wide funnel. I mean, lots of people can fit into that. And so, again, again this, is, this is how to engage with people that don't think like you. Now, um, let's take that, let's take it up a level. Let's actually think about people that like really are not living your lifestyle. People that really have different beliefs. People that just make you uncomfortable. Okay, so who are those people? Get them in your brain. If you don't have them, that means you got to make some new friends. Okay, get them in your brain. And then let's um, let's start reading the scripture. Now, this is a story of one of the disciples of Jesus named Philip. Now, there's a couple different Philips in the Gospels. Um, this, just, this is one of Jesus's boys. Okay, this is, there's actually a couple interactions recorded in scripture between Philip and Jesus. Um, but this is after Jesus uh, and while Philip is out there doing everything that Jesus taught him to do. Okay, so um, let me just read it to you in verse 26, chapter eight of Acts. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Now, first of all, I love that I've actually visited Jerusalem and I think I've been on this road. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay. That's an aside. Sorry. See, this is what happens when I, when I even, when I teach and preach is I get on stage and my mind goes scroll and I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about a coffee shop I went to in Jerusalem when that's not the point. Okay. Um, so that's what the angel of the Lord says to Philip, get up, rise and go down towards the South to a road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. The scripture says, and so it says he rose and he went and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. Okay. So Philip does what he hears. He goes down there and then he sees an Ethiopian, a eunuch. Okay. So this is like a, a court official um, to the queen. And he's in charge of all the money, the dough. He had come to Jerusalem to worship, verse 28, and was returning seated in his chariot. And he, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Okay, so you got eunuch in his chariot, cruising down the road, bopping along to Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join his chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet. Now, Philip knows this stuff that Philip's like, yo, this is my jam, right? So he goes up to him and he asks the Ethiopian eunuch, quote, do you understand what you were reading? And the Ethiopian says, well, how can I unless somebody guides me, end quote. And so he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now, the passage of scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? 
for his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch, so that's the end of the scripture he was reading in Isaiah. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here's water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down to the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Okay. You may be thinking, well, okay, Carlos, I mean, that's, that's a cute story. Like that was that a story on like how to talk to people about Jesus. Like what's, what's the story about? I mean, yeah, sure. I think that can be a story about how to talk to people about Jesus. I prefer different methods, like not being so direct and walking up to somebody reading the prophet Isaiah and asking them what they're reading. Like I, I prefer, Hey, you want to have coffee? <laughs> right. Um, I prefer the conversation just come up naturally. So, okay. So it's not, I'm not going to take this from the viewpoint of the scripture was talking about how to talk to someone about Jesus. I want to come across it as a guide for those of us that need to be in relationship and are in relationship with people that we have a hard time with. So the first things first, let's rewind. Now, again, this is uh, verse 26. Now I'm going bit by bit here. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, that's where it started. Okay, boom, stop here. This is where we're starting. I cannot, I on my own in my own fruition. Okay, now I'm actually just talking to the Christians for a second. Okay, if you're not a Christian, you got a free pass on this part of the scripture because it says an angel of the Lord said to Philip. Now, first of all, like angels just hanging out with Philip, like angels are just talking to Philip all the time. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have angels like hanging out in my room right now where I'm at. Like, so like, like what's this angel? How did this angel show up? What's going on? What was the supernatural experience that was the thing that actually began this journey of Philip hanging out with a dude that was nothing like him? It was something supernatural. It was God speaking to Philip through an angel. Okay. Some translations say the spirit of the Lord said to Philip. Okay. So we have step one is we have to hear from God. Step one, we have to hear from God. Now you guys can translate that however you want to translate it. You, you can be like, oh, I got to feel it in my gut. Okay. You got you, whatever you, me being a Christian, I believe that God speaks to us. So <clears throat> I'm going to say, I got to hear from God before I do anything. I have to hear from God. Um, that's super important because let, let's go back to the Ethiopian. Let's talk about this for a second. This Ethiopian had three strikes against him. Against him, He was a triple outsider, triple threat outsider. Okay. Let me explain why this is such a big deal. Um, first of all, he was black and Philip wasn't. Now you may be asking yourself, well, how do you know, Carlos? Well, the last I remember, Ethiopia was in Africa and Ethiopians are African and Africans are black. Therefore, just like my ancestors, he was a black man coming to Jerusalem where the people weren't black. They had another ethnicity. So strike one, this Ethiopian was a dip of a different race than Philip. Okay. So you, I mean, we could say he was, a, he was a deviant 
when it comes to race. He was a racial deviant from Philip. Okay. So there's the first thing this dude, I don't know how many other black guys Philip is hanging out with, but probably not a lot. So that's strike one. Okay. He's, he's, he's a black man. Strike two. He is. Uh, I don't want to say it. He's a, he's a, he's a sexual deviant. Um, now, why would I say that? Carlos, how do you know? Well, let me tell you what a eunuch was. A eunuch was a servant of the high court uh, of different, you know, um, regimes that would be castrated because they wanted to make sure that um, they were single-minded and focused. Now that seems like an extreme thing to do. Uh, but you know, a lot of, a lot of Kings would castrate their, their eunuchs, uh, so that they could guard over their, uh, the women in their harems or whatever Kings used to do back then. And so they would literally castrate these eunuchs. And so the eunuchs were castrated as well. So he was a black man. He was, um, castrated. So he was a deviant in that way. And also he was a foreigner. Okay. He was a foreigner. So again, this, this isn't a, um, this isn't just that he was black. He was black from another country. He was a foreigner. Okay. So that's three strikes. Those are three things that Philip, that was not like Philip. Those are three things that Philip probably was like, man, like if there's ever going to be somebody that I'm not going to hang out with, it's this dude, a black man from another country that is castrated. Yep. Me and him got nothing in common. Now, who are the people in your life you ain't got nothing in common with? I want you to start thinking about them. Okay. So, um, what I want to do now is I want us to think from that perspective as we think about the, exactly what happened next. So the first thing is if, if you want to feel strong enough to get up and to find somebody that doesn't look like you think like you talk, like you vote, like you, in order to have a conversation with them, um, then you've got to hear from God. Now an angel of the Lord or a spirit of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go towards the South to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Okay. So now he actually has a specific action in place. Okay. So first of all, God speaks to Philip. Boom. You write that down. God's got to speak to me. Okay. Write it down. That's big. Second, we have to hear specifically from God. Rise and go towards the South. Man, I mean, can you imagine being Philip for a second? He's just like hanging out on a Sunday afternoon watching his like, you know, Jerusalem Olympics on TV. I mean, I don't know what he's doing. And suddenly he hears from the Lord and it's like, okay, whoa, that was weird. Uh, okay, God, what, what else do you need? Oh, okay, I want you to get up and go to the road that goes south towards Jerusalem, from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he, now he's got like a specific direction that the Lord is asking him to go. It says, this is a desert place. Okay, so remember, I mean, th- this is this is simple. Just write these things down. Hear from the Lord and go specifically where he wants you to go. So it says, and he rose and went. Now, again, I don't, that was verse 27. I don't know what happened between verse 26 and 27. I don't know if Philip like ran to his boys and was like, yo, like an angel showed up. Like, what do you guys think? Do you think I should do this? Like, this is kind of weird. Like he told me to just go South. Like, am I just supposed to trust the voice of God and just do something crazy? Like, I don't know. This is a, it's a desert place, right? We don't have the context of what's happening there, but all we know is that it says directly after the angel told him to go that he rose and he went boom obedience, right? That's something that we're just not good at anymore. We want to, we want to edit when we hear the voice of God. I know I do. 
I know when I start hearing some crazy things that God has me uh, for me, I know that um, that is scary. It's scary. It's frightening to hear the voice of God and obey it, especially when it's kind of open-ended. Did, did the angel or did God say, I want you to go down towards the south um, to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza because there's an Ethiopian eunuch there. No, that's not what he said. He just said, get up and go. So a lot of times we're, we're going to hear the first half of the instruction without hearing the second half. A lot of times we're going to have to obey what God has to say without knowing why he has us doing the thing we're going to do. How, I mean, how about that, right? That's hard. It's hard to do, but it's so important. And I think it's vital to the success of what Stephen felt in this moment. I'm sorry, not Stephen, what Philip found and felt in this moment. So he hears from God, God tells him something specific. He gets up and he goes, no questions asked. I'm a go. All right. Now what? He's on his way, right? He's like, all right, here I go. Like I'm heading, I'm walking down. This is cool. Thanks God for telling me to go down to this road, but I don't know why I'm going to the road. Sometimes I don't got to know because I'm just going to do what you say. And he rose and he went and there was an Ethiopian, comma. I, I love that. It differentiates this, this dude's nationality from the next part. A eunuch, comma, a court official of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all of her treasure. So, okay, now Philip's like, oh, okay, God told me to go down here. I got up and I went, and now, now I've got to deal with this dude. Like, God, is this, is this why you sent me here? Like, I, I don't see a lot of dudes that look like this guy. Um, I can tell he isn't like me. Uh, what now? What now? So, <laughs> I love the what now. Ready? It says, he, that the Ethiopian eunuch that was in charge of the treasury had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. So again, Philip's like, yo, I know this story. Like, I'm, this is awesome. But this is the important part. Okay. So important. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. Okay. Why is that such a big deal? Well, let me tell you why. Because the spirit, again, God the second time telling him what to do. Right, he's really relying on God. It 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 told him to go over and join his chariot. Now, this is the part. This is the part that I know is so hard because this chariot represented a lot of stuff that Philip was not down with. Okay. This this chariot represented a sexual deviant, a racial deviant, somebody that was didn't look like him, talk like him, believe like him. It represented a lot of things that I, like Philip could have been like, well, you know what, spirit, like. If, and if somebody sees me walk up to this chariot, if somebody sees me go up there, they're going to think that like, I believe everything that the dude riding in the chariot does. If people see me uh, going up to the chariot, they're going to think like I'm in cahoots with the dude in the chariot. If people see me going up to the chariot, they're going to think that like, I agree with everything that dude in the chariot. No, that's not, that's not it. Literally, the spirit said, go over and join this chariot. Like there was no room for all that banter in Philip's head. There was no room for that. How do we know? There was no room because 
the next verse, it says, oh, I love this. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the Isaiah. Uh, the Isaiah, I heard him reading Isaiah. So Philip ran, R-A-N, ran. Now, why is that important? Oh, well, it, it, that's, th- those are the, these are the extra little bits in scripture that I look for that there was no, it, it could have said went, Philip went to him, Philip um, walked over. To, no, it said he ran. Why? I think that's important. When God tells us to do something, even if it makes us uncomfortable, we got to run. We got to go. You got to go no matter what. What's the chariot? Makes you uncomfortable. What's the chariot? Run to it. Oh man. Now I'm stepping on my own toes because there's a lot of chariots that I don't want to be near. There's a lot of people that believe things way differently than me that I don't want to be near, get near in any way, shape or form, but I'm actually called to not only go up to the chariot, but run. Oof. Am I stepping on some toes yet? Are there some chariots that you guys know right now? Okay, Carlos, like I get it, but like, I'm not going up to that chariot. Like, I don't believe all the people that are up in that club that are doing what they do. Like, I don't believe in, I don't want anyone to see me near those, those people, um, especially when they're gathered together doing things that I don't believe in. No, that's, that's not the plan here. The plan is to hear the voice of God and then start walking and then hear the voice of God again and then run. Right. And then this next part is actually going to be the most difficult thing. For all of us, I mean, you thought it was already difficult, right? You're like, you already got me, Los. Like, you already got me. Um, But there's one more step, I believe, that is vital for us to make sure that we're doing this correctly. And we're going to get to that right after our partners. Let's talk about our first partner today. Um, Y'all know we love it. Green Chef. When I say we, I mean Heather, okay? Uh, The big, big news for Human Hope listeners is that Green Chef, first of all, what is Green Chef? It is a meal kit company and it has made easy eating for the Whitaker family. Like we love Green Chef, um, not only because they customize everything for us, right? Like we've got some people in my family that can eat this way, some people in my family that can eat that way. Um, And we get to choose from all 24 recipes every single week, right? So again, keto, vegan, whatever it is, we get to choose and it all comes to us. And Heather loves cooking. And when she's not in town, I can just pull out the Green Chef box and do it myself. And my kids are like, dad, you're so good. No, I just follow directions. But the cool thing about what is going on with Green Chef and the Human Hope podcast is that, and this is a really big deal. Okay, you guys ready? This is it. If you go to greenchef.com slash humanhope135 and use the code humanhope135, all one word, you're going to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. That is right. Go to greenchef.com slash humanhope135 and be like the Whitakers. Use code, use the code humanhope135 and you are going to get $135 off of across five boxes and your first box ships free. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, it is an incredible, incredible meal kit company, Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Along with Green Chef, we've got a couple of other partners this week on the Human Hope Podcast. And the next partner is ZocDoc. Okay, this is a new partner for us here. And I've been toying around with ZocDoc. Um, And 
why has this not been invented before? Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but like if I am, you know, wanting to go get sushi, right? Like I'm a, I'm a fan of sushi. I love sushi. Okay. Sushi is incredible. But like gas station sushi, uh, not so much, right? So finding the right sushi it makes all the difference. And the same goes for finding the right doctor. So with ZocDoc, which is an amazing app, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood. One that makes you feel like you're in good hands, you're supported, and you're heard, even if you're telling them about your favorite sushi place. Listen, ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, takes your insurance, and again, are available when you need them. You can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, or get that mole checked out, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com and you're going to find the right doctor for you but you're going to add slash human hope. So what you guys do is you go to ZocDoc.com slash human hope. That is Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash human hope. And you're going to download the ZocDoc app there for free. And when you do that, you're going to find a doctor that you love. Give it a shot and let me know how it goes. And last but not least, better help. Y'all know They've been around since the beginning of Human Hope, and so many of you, literally over a hundred of you, are now Better Help certified. Uh, I don't know what would you call yourself, certified Human Hopers. Uh, you guys are using the service, and I'm so so proud of you. Listen, it is so important that we keep our mental health at the forefront. We're never going to be able to do the things that I'm asking us to do on this week's podcast without having our mental health in order. We've got to come correct. And betterhelp.com is that it is online therapy that you can do from your phone, from your laptop. You can even just text your therapist. That's right. You can do chat over text. You don't even have to see anyone on your phone if you don't want to. I love my BetterHelp therapist and I know you are going to love yours as well. It works. It's way more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That's right. Under 48 hours, you can find your own therapist. And our listeners, they get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash human hope. That is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash human hope. All right, friends, let's get back to the conversation now. Okay, we're we're going straight at it. You got Philip. Here's from God. Boom. Step one. Obeys right away. Boom. Step two. Heads to the road. See somebody that doesn't look like him, think like him, talk like him, eat like him, vote like him. Boom. Holy Spirit shows up again. Tells him to go up to the chariot, to go join the chariot. Tough. Man, we don't want to be by those chariots. What are some of those chariots? Right? I mean, can, can we name some? Black Lives Matter. Hey, there's a chariot. Blue Lives Matter. Hey, there's a chariot. Trumpers. Hey, there's a chariot. Liberal, whatever the names. Oh, there's a chariot. Well, we got a lot of chariots. Anti-vaxxers. There's a chariot. Maskers. There's a chariot. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of chariots that we actually are supposed to do what Philip did and 
not only walk to the chariot, but run to the chariot. Philip ran. And you heard him reading and he's talking. So he goes up to the chariot and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And of course, the guy's like, I don't know. Unless somebody tells me. So Philip, here it is. Ready? How can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Hold on. Hold on. Let's put this in perspective here. Philip not only went up to the chariot that he did not feel comfortable going up to, that that may be the, the like as far as we can even possibly fathom, we are willing to go. Just go up to the chariot. Just go to you know, uh, go, go to the chariot that you can't stand. Like just going up to it is enough to make your stomach crawl, your skin crawl, your stomach upset. But guess what? That wasn't it. It wasn't over. Actually, Philip had to get up in the chariot. He got in the chariot, inside of the chariot. But Carlos, like, I, I can't, I, I can't, I, I can't fathom going to a march where they believe in that thing and marching next to my friend that I want to help them, but, or just be in relationship with them, but their chariots is different than mine. I, I don't believe in their chariot. Get in the chariot. But Carlos, like, you don't understand, like, like their chariot, like people are going to see me in that chariot and make assumptions. Get in the chariot. Is your goal to help another human or is your goal for humans not to judge you? What is it? There it is, right? How can I, unless someone guides me and he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Guys, there it is. You got to get in the chariot. You got to hear from God. You got to quickly obey you got to walk to where he tells you to go, even if you don't know why he's asking you to go there. And then you got to see the chariot. You got to walk up, run up to the chariot, and you have to get in the chariot. Now, listen, the chariot's going to look different for all of us. Getting in the chariot's going to look different for all of us. I mean, let me give you an example. Okay, I'll just go from my life. Like during all of the uh, racial um, injustice stuff that was happening in 2020, like I was. I was I was very adamant about no knock warrants and that we just need to abolish all of them. And I have a friend that is that serves no knock warrants. And he invited me into his chariot. And when I got into his chariot, it didn't change my mind on the totality of what I believed with no knock warrants. But guess what? It did move me and sway me because I loved my friend that I got up in his chariot and I was able to see from a different perspective because I got in his chariot. Getting in somebody's chariot, does that mean that you turn your back on your morals, that you turn your back on what you believe? No, all it means is that you turn and face them. You're not turning your back on what you believe. You're turning your face to face them and let them see that you see them. What's, what's the chariot, guys? I, I just, I can only hope and pray that we would be willing to get uncomfortable and get in 
someone else's chariot. Not, I'm not talking about like on a like yearly basis. Man, like what if we were like, what, what if every week we were trying to find somebody? And let me give you, uh, I'm just wondering if I can tell you this story. I, I, I'm going to. Um, because you won't be able to figure it out. I, I saw somebody that was having um, a meal at a restaurant that I like pretty vehemently disagree with their political ideology on a daily basis. I follow them on the internet and I'm, I'm Mr. You guys hear me say it all the time. I've learned this from my friend, Mike, don't stand on issues, but walk with people. That's, that's what, I, so when I see this gentleman um, and I tell my wife, Hey, that's a guy that, you know, like I, I follow him on the internet, but I don't agree with anything he says. We have a different, whatever. Um, she said, well, you should pay for his meal. I was like, I'm not gonna pay for that guy's meal. Like, She's like, you say it all the time. Don't stand on issues, but walk with people and boom. Suddenly I knew what I had to do. But not only was I going to pay for his meal, but I was going to tell him, I was going to um, welcome him to town. He just moved to town. And so I paid for his meal, but I told the server not to tell him because I didn't want him to know before I went up to him. And then I went up to, <clears throat> excuse me, to greet him and his wife. And when I was standing there at his chariot, <laughs> okay. Um, I just said, Hey, I just want to welcome you to town. I follow you on the internet. Um, and listen, I, I actually, I just want to let you know that like we see things very differently. I don't agree with a lot of what you say, but I really appreciate your passion and you teach me a lot, whatever. So they were like shocked that I would say thank you to them or the, and that I would welcome them. I said, Hey, like, you're just going to love it. I told them my first name. I didn't tell them anything else. And then we left and I just know that just walking up to his chariot was more than probably anybody that has a difference of political views than him has ever done because he was actually shook and his beautiful wife was shook too. They got on Twitter later that evening and um, just said, Hey, like this guy named Carlos um, just, you know, he, he was, he just was nice. He came up and said, Hey, and like, it's just so nice to see people from the opposite side of the aisle, you know, being nice to each other. Like it, it, it was like this sweet moment, but I, I say that because I, I need to let you know, like how not difficult it is. And people are so mean to each other. And, and, you know, that was walking up to his chair. I actually should, I mean, not that he would ever let me, but figure out a way to get in his chariot, right? I mean, sometimes people don't want you to get in their chariots, but I'd love to figure out a way to get in this chariot. Like, what is that going to look like? How are we going to do that? I just, I want you guys to begin to look at this whole thing, all of these divisive topics that we have holistically and, and realize that we don't have to just hate each other. We can actually help each other, even those that we disagree with. We can be in relationship. And I think that this is a, just a great story in Acts 8, 26 to 40 to do it with. Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, a black man from another country that was castrated. Three things that were not Philip, but he listened to the voice of God and obeyed and ran. And he got in the chariot. You're going to get in the chariot? I believe that you can. Oh. 
Let's do it. Let's get in those chariots. And I don't know. What say you? This week, you find someone on purpose and say, let me get a ride. Come on. You're going to get up in that chariot. And I'm telling you, it is going to propel your humanity to places you didn't even know it could go. Thank you guys for hanging out another week here on the Human Hope Podcast. I miss you. I miss you on my day-to-day. Um, I'm, I'm saying this as future Carlos, but I am past Carlos saying that I miss you, even though I don't miss you yet because I haven't gone yet. Oh my gosh. It's like I live in the matrix. All that to say, please keep praying for me as I am um, just trying to recoup um, and uh, reintegrate some health and some healthy practices back in my life. I will be back online before you know it. I will be back on Instagram with the Insta Familia. But in this season, I'm just taking a little break that uh, I'd appreciate some prayer for. That is it. Love you guys. And I will see you next week on another episode of Human Hope. Thank you.